Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 29th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Rob is still out and in his place again today. An encore presentation. The dude, Jim Roberts, joins me in the studio today. Are we breathing a little better today? The air quality across Indianapolis just a little bit better than it was yesterday. You could definitely tell driving in today. I mean, you could see the skyline of downtown a lot better. It's not as hazy. That's not to say it's perfect or or, or, or even good, but yes, the Improving. air quality is a little bit better. I didn't uh, smell it immediately when I walked outside this morning, so things are going in the right direction. Improving slowly. Let's start off the show today talking about that document release in the Delphi murder case. Richard Allen, the suspect in the killing of Libby German and Abigail Williams walking on the trail in Delphi in 2017, allegedly confessed to the crimes in jailhouse calls he made to his wife and to his mother. He called his wife, Kathy Allen, which surprises me that she hasn't divorced this guy yet, but whatever. Uh, she ended the call abruptly and the documents that they've released a hundred documents and uh alan's attorney has said that his client's statements were inconsistent and they're also unreliable because alan's mental health is apparently deteriorating in prison and if you've seen any of the pictures of him it looks like he has definitely lost a lot of weight. The special judge, Fran Gall, who's overseeing the murder trial of him, unsealed more than 100 documents relating to the case. This is, I mean, clearly it's an awful, horrendous story. And we talked about this last night and a little bit this morning. We mm-hmm. you know, th- These are tough for us to do, but we obviously have to talk about it because it's really important and it's, and it's it's been going on a long time. And it, it's, you know, it's likely the, the, those jailhouse confessions are not going to be admissible in court. So this is all still, you know, allegedly, these are alleged crimes that he's committed. But if it's true, mm-hmm. what's being claimed, I mean, this guy is the absolute face of evil. Two innocent little girls yeah. brutally murdered by this monster and again have to say allegedly because he hasn't been convicted yet but if true this is the exact reason why we still have the death penalty in this country yeah some of the documents say that uh, he's refusing to sleep at one point he was wetting down paperwork and eating that Um, he broke the tablet that he was using for text messages and phone calls and uh, he's been charged with murder he's pleaded not guilty to both counts and his defense attorney Andrew Baldwin has previously said that he's the wrong guy and the sealed probable cause affidavit is flimsy. One of the things that we did learn through the document release is that a knife was used in the murder. He's currently being held without bail at the Westville Correctional Facility with his trial date set January 8th, 24. And as you mentioned, this has been going on for so long. These That poor family, since 2017. Six years so far, and this. they've got at least another year ahead of them probably before it goes to trial and they get some sort of resolution. That, that's the best that we can hope for right now is that that family gets some resolution and closure on their lives as yeah. fast and as quickly as possible. I just, I, I always, when I, situations like this, you always think of, you're a parent mm-hmm. and just how 
absolutely devastating and crushing. It continues to be. Two little girls. Two little girls. Brutally murdered on near train track. I mean, everything about this story is just horrific. It's gross. It, it really is gross. And, and you're right. That's why we have the death penalty. And if he is found guilty... Fired up. Absolutely. I hope they hook it up to his junk. It's, it's, it's just terrible. It's, it's awful. It's 10 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That is Jim Roberts, who's filling in for Rob Kendall today. He is on paternity leave. We are going to talk with Rob later this morning. He's going to give us some updates of what's going on in his life. Some positive news from him. But a new phrase has emerged over the past couple days. I believe it was the Wall Street Journal who made up the word. And the Biden administration has just attached to it. They're like, okay, we're going to own it. The word Bidenomics, this is when you mush words together, right? Bidenomics, this is Bidenomics. uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Jennifer. Benifer. Benifer. We've been doing this for a long time in pop culture. We used to have a a word around our old house in northern Indiana. We had a swimming pool, and whenever there was an issue with the swimming pool, it was a pool issue, and that just became piss shoes. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not sure if I tried to brand something so awful. But here's Biden explaining what it is. And and no, this is not your volume level getting wonky on your radio. This is his delivery like normal, whispering one minute, shouting the next. Here's a simple truth about trickle-down economics. It did represent the best of American capitalism, let alone America. It represented a moment where we walked away. And how many in this country from how, how this country was built, how this city was built. Bidenomics is about the future. Bidenomics is just another way of saying, restore the American dream, because it worked before. It's rooted in what we've always worked best at in this country, investing in America, investing in Americans. Because when we invest in our people, we strengthen the middle class, we see the economy grow, that benefits all Americans. That's the American dream. Oh, there it is. 40 years of trickle down limited that dream. Okay, so Biden's economy is throwing a <laughs> gut punch to all of us. And he doesn't even understand it. Do you think it said start screaming on his script? Right, end quote. <laughs> start screaming. He doesn't even feel it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know how to even get off a platform when he's done speaking. This is such a spectacularly bad idea to tie his last name into the current economic set. Who in the Biden administration came up with this? Well, he it was the Wall Street Journal. They were like making fun of him and they were like, yeah, let's brand it. So Real Clear Politics just released a poll saying 61% of Americans feel the economy is headed in the wrong direction. No kidding. We've Still got inflation out of control. The Fed, while they paused their rate hikes, said there's probably two more rate hikes to try and get inflation under control before the end of the year. Another part of that poll said that 55% of people don't believe Biden's economic plan is working. And now's the time He's that the Biden administration wants to sit here and say, oh, let's call it Bidenomics. I'm going to take full ownership of this dumpster fire that we've got going right now. He said the other day that there was zero inflation in July. Okay, first of all, no, not true. Mm-mm. Zero inflation in July. Dude, it's June. <laughs> he doesn't even know what month it is. But speaking of shouting, he screams at a reporter when he's asked if he was next to Hunter when Hunter sent that WhatsApp text message. He claims he wasn't there. So was Hunter making that up or does Biden have a clone? How would Walt, were you in your son's Chinese 
shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No, I wasn't. Were you? No. No. Oh, he's getting angry. Walls are closing in. Okay. Hunter Biden allegedly used his father to pressure a Chinese official to send money. A week later, $5 million hit the Biden bank account from China, according to bank records. And then a million dollars just miraculously moved to Biden's brother's consulting firm. You know, maybe this is a technology issue. I mean, Biden is advanced in his age, and Mm -hmm. maybe he just doesn't know what WhatsApp is. And maybe, maybe he's just confused by the question. He might not even know what text messaging is. Maybe the question should have been more like, hey, were you in the room when Hunter got that telegram from Western Union? Were you there <laughs> you when the Morse, the Morse code was received? You know, at this point, he just may be confused by all this technology or anything else that's going what's on. WhatsApp? What? 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 Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up with you? No, he's, he knows exactly, and he knows that the walls are closing in. But did you know our president just sent another $500 million to Ukraine? Well, it's weird because he doesn't even know the difference between Ukraine and Iraq. A reporter asked him about Putin, and he answers by cheerleading his proxy war. Putin been weakened by recent events. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home, and he has uh, become a bit of a fly around the world. Uh, and it's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. Japan, it's, it's, you know, it's 40 He just said Putin is losing the war in Iraq. Okay. That, that, that's, that's your president. He's yelling at reporters, denying that he was in the room with the WhatsApp text message. He's saying Putin's losing the war in Iraq. Okay, so an Amtrak passenger train just derailed in California yesterday. Mm. Two weeks ago, we had that uh, bridge collapse in Philadelphia, right? Stuff like this going on constantly across the country, and we're sending all of our money around the world except for our own country is falling down around us. And we do we even have a running total of how much? Because every other week it seems here's another billion, another billion and a half, another $500 million. I mean, we've got to be getting up in, you know, into the tens of billions now that we've sent over to Ukraine so far. Uh, yeah, and there's been Pentagon accounting mistakes, another right. $6.2 billion. Whoops. Whoops. Sorry about that. It is 16 after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. You know it. 20 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is out today and in his place. Jim Roberts filling in. Thanks for coming in again today. The dude is here. Good morning, everybody. It was a a bit fun yesterday, so I'm glad that they asked me back again today. Yeah, you're working for free today. Sucker. Yeah, you know who else isn't working right now? Who? Madonna. She was rushed to the hospital and intubated after being found unresponsive. This happened on Saturday. Yeah, but the news just came out within the last 24 hours or so. So it's been going on for several days, but we're just becoming aware of it now. Okay, so her uh, manager confirmed that she was suffering from a serious bacterial infection that required a days-long stay in the ICU. And... It's interesting. How old is Madonna? 60, 64, 64 I years old. She had been rehearsing, apparently working around the clock for this upcoming tour. She wanted to ensure that everything was going to be perfect. And uh, now she's being forced to postpone it. She uh, 
not doing well enough to commence this international tour. And, and I would guess not if she's been in the ICU and has been intubated with a serious bacterial infection. It's always, I think, I always seem shocked when we, we you know, and obviously, you know, music superstars, there's a history of, you know, passing too early, whether you go all the way back to Jimi Hendrix and, and, and you know, Jim Morrison of the Doors. But I mean, Prince in the last couple of years mm-hmm. passed away way too young. Tom Petty mm-hmm. um, was way too young. And now Madonna's hospitalized. Yet somehow throughout all of this, yeah. the man that's still standing and blowing forward is 80-year-old Keith Richards. <laughs> He's still doing it, you know, isn't he? The, the one guy that we all thought wouldn't make it out of the 70s turns 80 this year, despite having, you know, used black tar heroin in his arms for, you know, better part of a decade that he admitted to. So uh, uh, it's 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 always odd that, you know, we look at these superstars and these music stars and somebody like Keith Richards, who we thought, you know, wasn't going to make it past 30, um, is still, still going, still it, going right? strong. And yeah, then all there's these Madonna, stars. who is like a fitness freak and right. uh, claims to, you know, be a clean eater and all of this. She comes down with this bacterial infection, but... Where where do these bacterial infections come from? You know, isn't that interesting? You you have some experience with yeah, that. Yeah, so so I had a I was hospitalized with a bacterial infection last year, um, and it was so bad that it you know ate through part of my intestines and and spent uh, I spent. Geez, 20 nights in the hospital. This was just last fall. 20 nights in the hospital in a three-month period and had some major surgery to get it all fixed and cleaned up. But yeah, I mean, bacterial gut infections can be very serious as someone who has experienced that recently. Yeah, and I'm curious if Madonna was turning sepsis because if she was unresponsive. They they okay, now let's play devil's advocate here for just Go. a second. Devil and, away. And, and I'll say it. Uh her ticket sales were were not doing as well as they had hoped. And we're being told she had a serious bacterial infection. I almost feel like sometimes with these mega stars Really? Is that really what happened? Yeah, their their publicists have a, a, a you know a, a vested interest in mm-hmm. pushing certain narratives and stories. I mean, we, we all knew you know Kurt Cobain again, another great example. He had a massive drug overdose when he was in Italy, yet it was really just pushed by his publicist as exhaustion, and that's why he was admitted to the hospital. So you've got to always take these. Um, reports that we get from these big famous rock stars uh, with a little bit of a grain of salt because the people working for them and the people that manage their image have a vested interest in pushing a specific narrative. And when you're when you when you're in the hospital, you think, oh, oh, he spent a night in the hospital. Oh, is you going to be okay? Yeah, everything's going to be fine. Two nights. Oh, wow, this is serious. Three nights. It. The longer you know things are serious, the longer yeah, the, somebody the, the, yeah, is the, there. The, the days of spending a week in the hospital at the drop of a dime are long gone mm-hmm. and, and you know probably mostly driven by the insurance companies that want you out of there as fast as possible so long hospital stays are very rare so somebody really is sick if they're there for more than a, a, a couple nights and i'm so glad that you're you're, you're, <laughs> Thank you. It wasn't, with wasn't fun still. with all my hospitalization no, last year. No, it was not fun. 20 nights. Uh, I, uh, I I think I was part of their rewards program. I needed three more my- nights and I could become diamond level at that hospital. Diamond level. It's, it's not. That. I get, it means I get two free nights in the future. I'm still suffering from PTSD from that. Let's not ever do that again, okay? Yeah, I agree. Uh, but Madonna, she's expected to make a full recovery and uh, her health, they say, is improving, although she is still under medical care. Now, Hunter Biden. 
He's supposed to be deposed today as part of a civil lawsuit. This is brought on by that Delaware computer repair shop. So uh, a hunter in March filed a countersuit alleging that he illicitly distributed Hunter's personal data and accuses him of six counts of invasion of privacy. So, okay, you dropped your laptop off at this repair shop and now you're accusing the guy that you were going to pay to fix it. And can we just talk about all the pictures on that laptop just for a second? <laughs> Again? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Hunter, by, why does this guy feel the need to take a picture of himself every time he's in his underwear? He, he died. He, they, they were just selfies. He just happened to be half naked at the time. That's all. He's okay, just a so fan of selfies. He's got a gun. He's in his underwear. He's got a crack pipe. He's in his underwear. He's with a prostitute. Well, he's that in was, his underwear. Yeah, there were some pictures where he wasn't in his underwear, too, with the oh, prostitute. Wait, but, oh, what? But, he's laying in a, in a bathtub taking pictures of himself? He's gross. He is. They were tidy whities too. Exactly. And he's not even wearing <laughs> sexy underwear. Tidy whities like, he, I mean, we knew we knew Clinton wore boxers. And, right. That was you know, a, a, the famous Arsenio Hall interview in 92 with, with Bill Clinton. And he asked him boxers or briefs. And then Clinton said boxers. And right. everybody lost their minds. Yeah. But Hunter, they're not even like, they're white. To, like you said, they're whitey tidies. And he feels the need to take his picture constantly. But his, uh, his baby mama with uh, Navy Roberts, no relation to you because she's no longer allowed to take the name Biden. So this is the mother of that four-year-old child. You know, they Hunter and London Roberts, they reached a settlement in their child dispute case. And she was initially receiving $20,000 in monthly child support payments from Hunter. And then they agreed to lower it to five thousand a month, Biden or Hunter showed up to that deposition as well. They were face to face for the first time, and part of the agreement was that Navy Roberts cannot take the name Biden. And that that is the most fascinating part of the story to me. I mean, yeah, why you know it's 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 too bad for the mom and the daughter that they're going to have these reduced payments, but the fact that that. Team Biden mm-hmm. was so adamant that part of this agreement was that the little girl has to change her last name yeah. and can't use the name Biden. I mean, that that, that we we talked about, you know, you know how much Joe Biden loves his son Hunter and is so proud uh-huh. of his son Hunter, He's but he's com- completely disowned this grandchild and now forcing her to change her name as part mm-hmm. of the settlement and never use the name Biden again in the future completely is, 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 is such a bizarre part of the story and. And seems almost out of spite and and just malice toward this little girl. Yeah, well, I, with everything that's coming out about the Bidens, maybe it is a good thing for her in the long run. But I'm sure he was uh, going to claim bankruptcy, and that's why they lowered the payments. All right, we got to get to a break. It is 928. You're listening to Kendall and Casey with Jim Roberts filling in on 93 WIBC. It's 934. Good morning. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is out today. Joining me in the studio is Jim Roberts. The dude is here. Thanks for coming in again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Uh, Good morning. (laughs) Let's talk about what's going on with Ron DeSantis. He uh, suggested that he would eliminate a number of government agencies. This was during an interview yesterday. He was asked uh, if he was in favor of eliminating any agencies. I know the conservatives in the past have talked about closing the Department of Education. Would you do that? And his answer was to respond with a list of federal departments that he would eliminate. He said we would do education. 
education. We would do commerce, we'd do energy, and we would do the IRS. He says that he thinks the IRS is a corrupt agency and uh, they don't do anything good for Americans. They're no friend to the average citizen or taxpayer. Look, this sounds good, but come on. What? He's not eliminating federal federal agencies. You don't think so? Department of Education? The last time that a cabinet-level agency was eliminated was in the 60s, and it was the post office. So it's been 60 years Mm -hmm. since anybody's been able to eliminate a cabinet-level agency. Uh, You're going to tell me that... I mean, it sounds great. Eliminating the IRS, get rid of education and trans and, and, and energy and all these other things. Trump said he was going to build a wall. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even build a wall. That's a heck of a lot easier than eliminating a cabinet level agency, something that hasn't been done in over 60 years. I just don't see it. It sounds good as campaign fodder, but I don't even know if that's working for DeSantis because he doesn't seem to be getting traction on anything right now, according to the polling. It seems like he can come out and say, look, not only am I, am I killing the IRS, I'm going to eliminate the entire income tax system altogether and people would look at him and go, I'm still going to vote for Trump. Yeah. Okay. So there's this new poll came out. Uh, it was done June 23rd to the 26th. So just a few days ago, it's the 24 Republican presidential poll. Donald Trump in the lead. It's from Fox News. Donald Trump in the lead with 56%, followed by Ron DeSantis, who sits at 22%. And the big news in this poll, what? Vivek Ramaswamy what? yeah, is up <laughs> in third place. Now, when I say third place, <laughs> you got to take it with a grain of salt. He's got 5%. But still, uh, I'm glad uh, Rob's not here to hear this. He'd be uh, <laughs> rolling on the ground, moaning and groaning <laughs> about oh, the back. No. All that social media stuff, it's working for him. He's so slowly inching up. 5%. I mean, come on. It's nothing. But he's <laughs> outperforming Mike Pence, who's sitting at 4%. Tim Scott, 4%. Nikki Haley, 3%. At what point do these other runs just drop out. It's, I mean, Chris Christie's not even showing up on the poll. Well, that was always, and, and I think you guys talked about it here for a while, that was always what DeSantis's hope was, that all of these other also-rans will mm-hmm. drop out at some point in time, and all of that support will go to DeSantis, mm-hmm. and then that'll give him more than 50%, and he can beat Trump. But Trump's already polling above 50% among uh, Republicans. So even if, that, let's assume that poll is true and, and holds true, even if all these other candidates drop out, that's still not enough support to push DeSantis over the top. Yeah. Trump just keeps gaining traction as things progress. Meanwhile, DeSantis just kind of sitting there. And the other guy, did you see the article? Um, There was an article that came out. I honestly had to check to see if it wasn't written by Rob Kendall because (laughs) it was done by, I think it was the Washington Post. And the title of the article was, Why Does Mike Pence Even Bother? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, and I assume it wasn't written by Rob. Are you sure? Rob wasn't a contributing part of no, that no, article? No, no, it wasn't. But but seriously, he's sitting at 4%. So at this point, why do any of them bother? Well, we know why they bother, because they're, they're, they, they like being on TV. Mm-hmm. They like yeah, their, their media attention, and they're leveraging it for future cabinet positions from whoever does win it, or you know lobbying positions, or whatever higher status job they can get in office um, You know, from having been on television and their name talked about in the media for months and months. Well, I think out of all of these people, the only ones who, if it becomes Donald Trump as the nominee, uh, Tim Scott possibly a cabinet position, uh, Vivek possibly, but... Do you think Nikki Haley still has a chance? No. 
She's done? No, because, I mean, her and Trump, they had words when she first announced that she was running. Uh, because he views that as disloyal, that she is running against him and she was his UN ambassador. Yeah. There's no way he's going to put DeSantis in a cabinet position. There's no way he's going to put Mike Pence or Chris Christie in a cabinet position. Well, those guys are just getting out there to hear themselves talk on TV, hearing themselves in the media, and I'm sure leveraging it for some sort of you know lobbying position or other yeah. high-paying job in uh-huh. Washington. And so that, so that they can always be referred to as former presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. That's like when uh, somebody is like a, an Oscar nominee. They don't win, but they're always referred to as an Oscar, Oscar nominee. nominee. Presidential nominee. You had no chance of beating Meryl Streep this year, but still <laughs> we'll call you an Oscar nominee. The 1% that you ended up getting uh-huh. in the Republican primary, good for you. You're still always going to be known as a former presidential candidate. Right, just a candidate, a nominee. It is 20 minutes in front of 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That is Jim Roberts. By now, you might have heard the audio of that whistleblower, Gary Shapley. He was the lead IRS supervisory agent in the sportsman investigation into Hunter Biden. He states here that he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges that were given. And guess what? This conduct wasn't even related to gun or taxes. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses, prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. So it's Hunter's big day today. He's being deposed. So that seems like that's a joke. Oh, I'm claiming my prostitutes uh, as a business expense. Well, okay, joke. That's called fraud. I mean, you can't do that, right? Uh, so Gary Shapley, the IRS whistleblower, he still works for the IRS, by the way. And isn't that interesting that one guy comes out and he's doing all of the TV shows, he's doing all the talk shows, he's got his name attached to being a whistleblower, and then there's the other guy who's Mr. X, who we don't know who it is. He won't share his name. He, You haven't seen his face. I just think it's uh, interesting how you've got these two different approaches to whistleblowing. Can you imagine going into work still? As a whistleblower and go, walking into the office, working for the eye. Hey, Dave, good morning. How you doing? All the dirty looks people are shooting you. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we're out of coffee. Mm. <laughs> the classic office politics and infighting and that sort of stuff. Got to go to, you know, times 10 when you're a whistleblower. Well, Gary Shapley, he says that he was told to avoid leads that were directed to Joe Biden. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them. We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. Okay, so there's been this media cone of silence around Hunter and Joe in this corruption. But CBS now has been covering the whistleblower stories, and they haven't been saying unproven or unsubstantiated. In fact, they independently corroborated two sources uh, about that 10% for the big guy and said was in fact that Hunter is holding equity for Joe. Even the New York Times is diving into the allegations that the DOJ intentionally obstructed the investigation into Hunter and Joe's bribery scheme. So why now? Why is the liberal mainstream media 
now reporting about the Bidens. You'd have it's, to, it's you'd change have to, a tune. They certainly didn't want to, and they certainly avoided it at all costs for mm-hmm. an extended period of time. I think that their hand's being forced by some degree, and it's going to be really interesting to watch how this goes forward and, 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 and see if just this constant drip, drip, drip of more evidence and more evidence of corruption and, and unlawfulness and all of that just keeps seeping into the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. It, we're seeing it in other areas as well, and it'll be interesting to see if that actually continues or potentially even picks up. You call that a trickle of truth. It's breaking. It's breaking all of it. Okay, and speaking of Joe Biden, the White House said yesterday that he is starting to use that CPAP machine to treat his sleep apnea. Uh, He was spotted with these visible indentations in his face and the mask lines were apparently (laughs) from the mask that you put on with the CPAP machine to, you know, help that sleep apnea. It's it's been known for a while, at least since 2008, that Joe Biden has sleep apnea when the Obama campaign had to put out his medical records ahead of the 2008 presidential election. It was put out there that he has sleep apnea, but now he's using the CPAP machine and um, at the time, doctors believed that he had an irregular heartbeat due to atrial fibrillation. But now they're saying it's possibly linked to the sleep apnea. But here's my question. He was out, I believe it was the South Lawn, taking those questions from reporters where he yep. was screaming at them, no! <laughs> and he still had the lines on his face. Now, I don't use a CPAP machine, so I don't know. But how tight did he have that around his face? And did he just wake up a half hour before at 9.30? We do know he does like his naps. Well, That's clearly. been documented. He likes his naps, so yeah. maybe he's sitting there all in his suit and tie, fully dressed, and with his CPAP la- machine on? lays down on the couch in the Oval Office and puts the CPAP machine down and immediately uh, you know, walks just out to the Rose Garden. Or, or is he setting his good morning alarm for 9 a.m.? And he's, okay... Like it does seem a little weird that maybe maybe it's strapped on a little too tight for because they were obvious. I mean, they were deep grooves in his like right around his jawline. Right, and after you think after you get up, maybe have some water or coffee, you take your shower. Those lines are going to go away after a little bit, right? After you rehydrate, maybe I, he's dehydrated. I don't know. That'll be the next big story. Sources are telling us that <laughs> Joe, uh, Biden Joe, Do- Joe, Joe Biden's doctors are concerned that he's not drinking his eight glasses of water. <laughs> Day. <laughs> right. I just think it's it's just weird that he still had those lines in his face at ten in the morning. All I can think about whenever when I picture Joe Biden in a CPAP is uh, is the uh, the bad guy from the Batman movie Bane. <laughs> yeah, the big mask right around mm-hmm. his face. Yeah, I wonder if he sounds like Darth Vader. <sighs> Breathing in it. It is nine forty five. It's ninety three. W I B C. Good morning. minutes in front of 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is out today taking care of a new baby. And he's going to call us. I can't wait. I I know. I can't wait to hear from him, too. We were texting late last night, and uh, I'm excited to hear about the whole experience and actually get some stats and details. He did send me a picture of the baby, um, and uh, but she had a little hat on. So I don't know if she's got hair and what color it is. So I'm excited to hear. Did you get like the 
height and weight. No, no that's no, what those I'm are saying. The statistics you're waiting uh, for. That, yeah. that, that's, isn't that interesting that we always do that with baby? That's like the first thing. It's right. like they're being drafted in the NBA. Right. 6'6", 240 pounds. <laughs> no, she's 20 inches and, you know, 7.6 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. So we're going to hear from him uh, later on this morning. But the uh, debris, that's Jim Roberts, by the way, the dude's filling in again today. Uh, encore presentation. Thank you for coming in. So did you see that the debris from the Titan submersible that imploded at the bottom of the Atlantic as it tried to reach the wreck of the Titanic, it's been hauled ashore. There were huge chunks of metal and you could even see the nose with uh, the porthole. That's where the five men were going to be looking out to see the Titanic. Um, They were, they were uh, unloaded onto this horizon Arctic ship at the Canadian Coast Guard Pier in St. John's. But I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. But <laughs> but please, give it to me. But those pieces were a lot bigger than I anticipated. Well, I think that was part of the narrative. And, and, and this, is, this is, you know, we see this all the time when there's some sort of uh, unexpected tragedy or news event that's breaking. Generally, the first reports that come out are inaccurate. Mm-hmm. But all the reports that we heard were that... At that sort of depth, 12,000 feet that, you know, they died instantly. There mm-hmm. wasn't going to be any remains and, and we weren't going to have this sort of, you know, particles or, or, or chunks or pieces of the fuselage of the item. And now all of a sudden that's happening. And, I, and I'm sure it's just based on the fact we didn't know. You know, it's entirely possible that maybe this ship never made it all the way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's never been confirmed as far as I'm aware. So maybe they had this implosion at a lot higher depth than what we originally, you know, assumed or presumed had happened and so maybe that's why we've got larger chunks of the of the vessel than we thought and there's also reports that there are potential human remains well, that they're going to find too when when again that goes against what we heard from the experts initially that these people were, were there wasn't going to be anything left well and that's the thing they kept saying that it was a, a catastrophic implosion right but i i guess in my mind i was just thinking the thing was going to be blown to smithereens and there were going to be just pieces and they said debris field and I was just expecting smaller pieces and it makes me question are we still sure that everybody died instantly probably I don't know as you mentioned human remains have been discovered with the debris and the remains are now going to be transported aboard a ship to come to port here to the US and they're going to undergo testing and analysis yeah they said they might be able to find exactly where the weakness is because there's so much of it available and intact they might be able to pinpoint the exact spot where the flaw occurred and the disaster happened. So, but they also said that they're going to undergo testing and analysis of the human remains. Like, what do they need to test? Well, let I, them I rest think, in peace. I, I, you know, I, I think that happens in a lot of these, you know, tragedies where I, the, the family members probably would like something mm-hmm. to be able to say that they were able to bury their family members and give them some closure. Okay, so from one high-end tourism event to another, today the Virgin Galactic plane is set to take four very wealthy tourists into space. So this thing, I mean, it's amazing looking. It is beautiful. It's got ceiling windows so that you can see out uh, into space. You can see every angle. Unlike the Titan, which just had that one portal, this Virgin Galactic plane that's going to space has windows everywhere. So if you're sitting in this machine, you'll be able to see everything well. You'll be able to see a lot of uh, vacuum of space, stars perhaps, but it's going to take four paying customers to at least 250,000 feet 
above Earth's surface. And it's 60 feet long. It has a 27-foot wingspan. And they say the design is a minimalistic cabin interior described as elegant but progressive, experience-focused concept. And <laughs> is that what it really said? Yes, that's how. I mean, it's progressive. It's like they're describing a you know a, a, a hotel room at the Ritz Carlton or something it's like that. Recent- which I guess if you're paying that kind of money, I want a little pretentiousness in the description of my accommodation. Right, yeah, you yeah. better make it look good. Well, right. Richard Branson talks about having space for all and even your chance to win a trip. Interested? We are in the stage where we're putting the finishing touches on our entire customer experience. And so it's a huge day for the team. It's a huge day for the people who've worked so hard to design and build and fly the interior. And it's a huge day for the whole company. The cabin really has been designed in some ways around one thing, which is the view of Earth from space. And so every customer will have two windows to themselves. Um, And, you know, in a fun twist, every customer will also have two cameras focused on them to capture every aspect of their experience. So that's like when you go on a roller coaster and, you know, you get the picture and then after you get off the ride, (laughs) you go down and you see your face like, ah, Um, every person will have a camera in their face. But don't you think since the recent Titan accident, it would deter rich people from these other world high-end tourism experiences? Absolutely not. People still pay a ton of money to climb Mount Everest. They're still shooting off themselves off into space. You know, if you've got that much money, you're a thrill seeker and and looking for the best thrill. No, thank you. Well, I don't have that much money, so I don't have that problem. 956, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening this morning.